Welcome to the Passive Income Examiner Show, helping you navigate the muddy waters of building successful revenue streams beyond the nine to five. I'm your host, Lindsay Sutherland, mama of four who has a passion for living my best life and helping you do the same. I'm honored you're here and excited to offer you valuable and inspiring content. I believe we can have the freedom we desire and the happiness we deserve. Thanks for joining me. Hey friends, welcome back to the Passive Income Examiner Show. Listen, I was so into this episode and when I was editing it, I just couldn't wait to get it aired that I nearly forgot to give my friend Martin an introduction and so I had to go back and record it. (laughs) And here it is. This is my friend Martin and Martin teaches entrepreneurs automation and productivity strategies that they need to create a lifestyle business that runs without them and earning passive income along the way. He's an expert in business automation and outsourcing. And I'm telling you, this is one episode you are not going to want to miss. Well, Martin, welcome to the Passive Income Examiner podcast. I'm so excited to have you as a guest today, and I can't wait for our conversation. This is something that I've been really excited to talk about for quite some time. And I'm eager that we have a guest here that can fulfill this need of a passive, a truly passive income business model. So thanks for joining us. Well, uh, thank you for having me. It's, uh, it's always a pleasure for me to be able to interact with uh, fellow podcasters. So yeah, I'm, I'm just glad to be here. So, yeah, hopefully I'm going to bring some you know, gold nuggets or something. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think anything that we talk about is going to have value. Now, I understand that you've been traveling the world for a little while. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of where you are in life and where, where do you see yourself going with, with everything you have going on? Um, yeah, so I've, I've traveled, I'll say, most of my, my life. My dad was working for uh, the UN, so I grew up in a lot of different countries. So I, I spent my childhood in Rome, for example, uh, eight years over there, uh, then lived in France, Italy, um, UK, Australia, the US a little bit. And uh, so I've always had this passion for you know, languages and, uh, and, and traveling. So. Uh, you know, throughout my life, I was able to learn five languages. Should speak six, but you know, I'm still at five. <laughs> and um, yeah, um, I've I've always been you know kind of like a free spirit, and uh, I basically carried that in, uh, in my life. So as you were saying, I'm uh, you know, I'm in Bali right now, uh, and uh, I've been here for five years. And before that, I actually quit my job six years ago or seven six years ago on uh, Labor Day, which was a symbol for me. On Labor Day, I had a around the world ticket, and then I started going around the world and went to every possible tropical island I had on my bucket list uh, to, well, basically do it while I was long enough to do it, right? So, which was really, really cool. So, um, yeah, so that's that's what I do. I basically, you know, can touch base on that afterwards, but um, I've created a business around my freedom and my passion for, you know, having a choice, you know? So that's why I'm kind of like, uh, passionate about you know, passive income and I can actually talk about it for, for hours. Yeah. I mean, and what's crazy is it seems like it's almost like a swear word. <laughs> yeah, <simple>. yeah. <laughs> Some people just kind of run away when you say passive income. So I was just so excited to have somebody who's like understanding, you know, what it's, it's really a blessing. It's not something that is a scam. I mean, do you run across that too? Yeah, um, I, you know, every time I talk to someone and, uh, you know, I say, well, passive income, people are like, oh, no, that doesn't exist, it's a scam. My, my uncle Bob got scammed and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, passive income is, 
you know, I think people have the wrong idea about passive income. You can actually earn passive income with stuff that's not online. People just associate it with online stuff. I have a lot of passive income, you know, uh, passive income streams, and some of them are not even, uh, you know, they're not even online. No, kind of. So uh, it is just, um, I have this, this quote from Warren Buffett that I absolutely love. And, you know, reading this quote, I was like, I need to change something in my life. He said, if you can't find a way to make money while you sleep, you're going to work until you die. Mm. And when I read that, I was like, okay, all right. So I need, I need to find a way. So I knew what I had to do. I just had to figure out how to do it. Okay. So if you have even a, uh, I don't know, like a store or something that runs without you, this is passive income. You don't need to be an internet user. You know? So that's the one thing that people don't really get. They just think that, oh, you know, it has to be online, but it's not the case. That is true, I think. Um, so is your business mostly online, the primary uh, passive income business? Yeah, uh, my, my businesses are online. Um, Simply because uh, of my, so basically my philosophy is I, I am passionate about choice. Okay. Because uh, he, here's the thing. I looked, you know, there's a, you know, Simon Sinek is a, a very famous uh, for a book called uh, Start With Why. So you basically have to find your why, you know, the reason why you're doing it, you know. And um, a lot of people want time or money, for example. Um, but I realized that time and money are not enough. So, for example, you can have a lot of time, but it's because you're broke and you're unemployed. So you do have, <laughs> right? Or you can have a lot of money, but you're working, you know, 20 hours a day and you don't have time to work. You know. And so I looked deeper into what the the, the why was, and I, re I realized that the combination of both money and time is peace of mind. You know, and that's what I'm going for. It's the peace of mind. And also the notion of choice, because I want choice in my life. Um, so, for example, my I have a I have a podcast myself, and uh, the name of the podcast is Freedom by Choice. So that tells you, you know, what I'm about. You know, um, so yeah. Um, so it's because my my life is I I want to be able to travel whenever I want. So if I see a ticket and I'm like, ah, this ticket is pretty sexy. Let's just get on the plane and let's go for it. Then uh, I need I want to be able to do it. So this is why I chose online as a vehicle because if it's physical, like a physical location, I have to be there. You know? um, so most of the uh, things that I do are online. I do have one physical business now, which is an agency, um, which is still you know online, like it's an online marketing agency. But you know sometimes I have to go to a meeting or something. You know? <laughs> oh darn. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know what? The, here's the thing. I organized my life for the last six years. I haven't had any meetings, any customer calls, any, uh, you know, commuting, going to an office or something. My life is organized so that I have 24 hours during the day where I, you know, I can do whatever, what it is that I want. But I don't like meetings. So it, you know, it was complicated for me to go back to meetings and stuff, but it, it's, uh, what we're doing in, in the agency is pretty cool. We're, uh, mentoring some, uh, some young kids from you know from here so it's like a mission as well that I have so that's why I like you know kind of like people to do other things yeah sorry long answer <laughs> no it's okay so I was curious tell me what's been your favorite place so far that you've traveled to uh, my favorite place has been um, Galapagos so it's in Ecuador 
And uh, it's uh, where Darwin actually went to write the origins of species, you know, so the theory of uh, theory of evolution. Uh, because it's a uh, it's like a sanctuary for animals. Uh, you go there, you have animals that you won't see anywhere else on the planet. So, for example, these huge turtles that uh, you know, like you know, they're like I don't know a meter tall or something. They can use three hundred years. They live there. And my favorite animal is turtles. And when I was a kid, when I was four, my brothers told me about these turtles, and I've always wanted to go. And finally, I was able to go there like four years ago. Um, and I mean, there you uh, you walk around, you, you sit on the bench, and there's a sea lion sleeping right next to you. There are some weird iguanas or uh, vegetarians, and you're swimming. You have an iguana that's swimming next to you, and just you know, uh, dive and grazes and stuff. It's uh, it was for me it was my um, my most beautiful uh, you know, spot that I visited. I visited a lot of spots, but this one was dear to my heart just because since I was four, I wanted to go there. That is so cool. I love that. I didn't know those things. See, that's what I love about what I do. <laughs> I get to meet <laughs> people all over the world. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let me, I w- let's dive in a little bit more into your business strategy, because um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people hear online business and they either hear, or, or I should say passive income business, and they hear network marketing or they hear, uh, I don't know, it's almost becoming like a coach or something like that. But it's, it's totally, it could be totally different. Like you just said, you, you don't even really deal too much with people on a day to day basis. So how did you set yourself up for this kind of lifestyle? Um, so the, the way it started, if I, if I go back to the origin, right? Um, a, a buddy of mine, um, so he knew me well, and he gave me this book, the, the four hour work week. Uh, back in like 2010, and he was like, "Yeah, I think yeah, I think you like this book." So I read the book, and um, I got a few takeaways from from the book because you you can't remember everything in the book, right? But you, you there is a few things that you you will uh, a few takeaways that can you know take you a long way. So a few things that I learned from there was that the system that I I was raised in, you know, with school and all that kind of stuff, was one system. It's not the only system. Before I just thought it was the only one. Right, but then I realized that hey, there's something else. Okay, so some people are living outside the system. There's something uh, alternative. So I was like, okay, I need to explore this. Then the other thing that I that I got from there was you don't need to be a millionaire uh, to be able to travel. Because me, I thought that well, you need a you know, yacht or a private jet and stuff to be to go around the world, which is not the case. For example, my ticket, I got a, a round a round the world ticket, and I think it was two thousand dollars to go around the planet. You know. So I learned that there. Yeah. And, uh, and the other thing that I learned, which actually, so this is what actually helped me the, I'll say the most like day to day is that if you don't know how to do something, there is always someone who knows how to do it and who's willing to do it for you for a good price. Right. Because very often you're like, Oh, I wish I, I, I want to do this. And they're like, Oh, no, I don't know how to do it. You just give up. Right. Whereas no, you know what? Um, uh, someone knows how to do it, and if, better yet, the problems that you have, someone already had those problems, and they already created a way to fix it easily, you know, with a software or something, you know. So anyway, from there, uh, it kind of like opened my eyes to, to stuff. So I, I started an agency uh, back in uh, I think it was 2011, right? An agency with a business partner. And uh, I didn't know anything, so it was so we had an agency model. So basically, the client pays let's say a thousand bucks uh, for a website, 
uh, we have a provider that actually does it for 300 bucks, and then we keep the, the 700 in the middle. So basically, you're just you're just forwarding emails and all that kind of stuff. You don't actually do the job yourself. Okay, so this is, for example, this is the form of. It's not that passive; it's semi-passive, but you don't actually have to do the work yourself. So you know, big, good business model, and a lot of agencies will work this way. Um, and what happened was that I didn't know the first thing about HTML, WordPress, and blah blah blah. It wasn't my problem. My business partner knew, but he bailed out on me. So I ended up having to manage this agency, not knowing anything about the about the business. You know, so basically, I have a client asking me something that sounds like ancient Greek. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so I'm like, huh? So after a few, huh? I sounded very unprofessional. So I said, I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah, I get it. So I go to the developer, and I'm basically, you know, telling him something that doesn't make any sense. You know, so, um, so from there, everything was it was just a nightmare. And then I just realized something. I said, you know what? Uh, the problem in, that we have in that company is me. All right, they, I'm the problem because everything goes through me. I, I am not qualified. I need to get out of. And so it, it was by necessity that I had to figure out a way to do this. So what I did was uh, I got licenses of a lot of project management tools um, and other tools, collaboration tools. And I just went, you know, I had like a 30 day, like a free 30 day or something. And I went through every possible functionality. And when I saw something that could serve my purpose, I just wrote it down. So at some point I had a list of functionalities that I wanted. I found a developer and I said, hey, you need to create this for me. So basically I was able to, create the system where the client was able to talk to the client, the, the, the provider, not knowing that it was a provider and my provider couldn't steal my client. And then, yeah, at, at that point, then yeah, I have anything to do anymore. So that's when the business started working. So I, again, I think that out of necessity, but then, you know, it hit me. I was like, you know what? If, if I apply the same system in my next business, then I can have something that works without me. And this is how the whole thing started. Okay, so that tells me that you must have had an incoming client. Like, how were you attracting your clients through there? Oh, so that was uh, so. This was uh, also uh, very interesting that we uh, we got the client. We um, uh, we created some sort of network of uh, of affiliates. So basically, we found some salespeople who were paid to send us leads over. So basically, they work for us, but we didn't have to pay them, right? Because they're contractors. So when we get the thousand bucks from the from the client, we give them two hundred. So basically, we didn't have any acquisition costs. So uh, the the first two clients that we had. So the reason why I couldn't close the business was because we had two clients that I had to serve before I could close anything. You know. Um, so you know, these are ways that if you don't know yourself how to, uh, you know, how to attract uh, the leads and all that kind of stuff then you can find people who know how to do it and you give them a commission. You don't have to pay them. They don't have to be on the payroll, you know? And so they're motivated to send you sales and, uh, you know, it's this jackpot for everybody. So did you set yourself up like on ClickBank or like some sort of um, affiliate marketing platform? No, it was, uh, I was looking for like experienced salespeople. So I was uh, going on places like, uh, today's called um, Upwork, for example, or Freelancer or something like this. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, just, you know, scanning through profiles and, uh, basically there is obviously a screening process. So, you, you know, I need, you need to figure out who you want. You need to design a process of, okay, this is how you're going to send me the leads and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, this is where I found those people. And awesome. I mean, right now, 
I mean, I have to say right now, one thing is uh, with COVID right now, uh, and, you know, there are a lot of things that COVID is like, you know, taking down, but there are opportunities in COVID as well. Don't be one of those people who's just going to complain about COVID. One thing was that before COVID, you might have some people, that, like the people who were unemployed, it would have been because, in a lot of cases, because they weren't that good, right? Whereas today, you have people who are very good. They lost their job, not because they're, they're not good, but they lost their job. So you could find some of those people and say, hey, dude, you're a very good sales, sales guy. Why don't you bring me leads? They'll be more than happy to do it, and they're good people, you know? That's that's really true. There is always a silver lining. I am a firm believer yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so I love this model how you you know you were faced with a situation where you had to do something. Well, mm -hmm. I guess you didn't have to. You could have waited till you finished those clients and walked away, but you chose instead to, you know, make what do they say, chicken soup out of chicken poop. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that expression is pretty good. <laughs> So you so you got into this new direction and then that inspires you to go into other directions. Have you recreated the same model or do you have other passive income businesses that are just a, kind of a different model altogether? Yeah, so um the what I specialize in my my so I've I've a, a few businesses. My main business is in France actually. Uh cuz I'm French, right? So I I started this business in France. I work with uh all the big retail um brands uh of like women clothing okay um and uh i have a massive database in france i have maybe 10 million people in my database and whenever they have an offer let's say they have some sales you know 50 percent on boots or something they do everything for me so they basically create the email that they want me to send to my uh to my uh, database i take the email copy paste them and every time someone buys i will get a percentage of whatever they bought or depending on the model if someone clicks, they will give me 30 cents out of 30 cents or something, but it adds up like pretty quickly, you know? Um, so this is the affiliate model where um, you're basically uh, bringing sales to someone in exchange, you give a commission, which means that you don't have to put up with support and stuff. If, if the, the, the skirt is too short or something, it's not my problem. They will deal with the brand. I don't have to uh, create a huge brand myself because the, you basically piggyback on the power of a global brand. People see, I don't know, I work with all the big brands like Mac and uh, L'Oreal and all that kind of stuff. I mean, they don't need introduction, right? Someone sees that, they want to buy, you know? So, um, so yeah, so my, my business is, uh, you know, my main business in France is this. And, and the reason why I went into that particular niche is, um, is this so when you're looking at a, a market because a lot of people are like dude where do I start okay so there there's so many ways you can go so me I wanted something um, I wanted something that um, that was going to be profitable for me and that was going to I, I wouldn't have to do that much acquisition okay so I looked at clothing is something that people buy repeatedly because I can sell you I don't know a Mac for example. But I cannot sell you another one tomorrow, okay? I will have to find another client. And so that means a lot of acquisition and a lot of work, okay? So I was like, I need something that where people buy repeatedly. So I went into clothing. And then I looked into clothing and I was like, ah, these dudes, they will, they will wear the same jeans until they look like strippers, literally. <laughs> um, so I will basically go with women because I tested and they seem to buy more. And then once I got into women clothing, 
Then I started working with a bunch of brands. And then I just applied the Pareto principle. What are the 20% that will give me the best uh, ROI? And then I focused on, on these brands. So now I have something. But it wasn't like this in the beginning. It's just that I've, I've just gone deeper. And now I have something that doesn't take me any time because I was doing that before. But now I have a team who does this. So they get the, the, the HTML from the, the agency. They go to our email software. They send me. On this business, literally, I spend zero minutes per month. I just come at the end of the month and say, how much money did we make? And that's it, you know? So, that's yeah. awesome. So that that yeah, sounds it is. like a story right out of the four-hour work week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, you know, when I read the book, I was like, I want my life to be like this uh, in three years. And I was able to do it in two years. I was very happy uh, about that. So, uh, so this is, so that's my main business in France. So I have an affiliate business in France. And then uh, I do now, I do affiliate marketing in, um, on the English-speaking market as well, So which is the same principle. Someone creates a product, I just, uh, you know, I just send commissions. And, you know, very often they will give me 50% of the sale. And sometimes some of these products are $4,000 or something. So, you know, you don't need to make, you know, too many sales. You can, you know, you can earn a living. So I do this. And, of course, I have, um, I have a team. So I have uh, a team of... Five people, they're in four different countries, right? And they all work remote and they all take care of all that kind of stuff. Um, and then afterwards, you know, the example I was giving you, another passive income, uh, income stream that I have is, um, I have a buddy of mine who's doing affiliate marketing, just like me in France. And uh, what I did was I said, hey, you know what? Here's a portion of my database. And um, so you run the campaigns on it because it's very good at running campaigns and stuff. And at the end of the month, we split 50-50. So this is 100% passive. I don't have to do anything. He didn't have to, to collect all the, the, the emails. I don't have to run the business. I get 50%. And now, last week, I was working with a, a, a developer. And um, and I don't know. I, I just respect the, you know, people's time, right? And I was very good to the developer. And then we ended up partnering. So now he's developing some APIs and, and really complicated stuff that people are going to pay for. And um, I, I created the structure for him to do this. And I didn't, so basically the money comes in my account. I give you 50%, I keep 50%. And I have nothing, I have nothing to do, you know? So these are the sort of things that you could do, for example, like uh, for passive income, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's you who's doing the work. You can partner with someone who has some skill that you don't have and uh, you work out the deal, obviously go with someone honest, but for example, I have two deals like this where I make 50-50. I don't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. So a couple questions. Like I'm, mm -hmm. I told you before we we got started that I'm a really curious person. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious. How did you get a database of 10 million? Like, did you did you have a strategy, or was it something you kind of figured out as you went? Did you finally find something that was like the secret sauce that Matt you you just mastered it? Uh, yeah, so this is uh, it's a very interesting story. I'll, I'll try to, to make it short enough because it's uh, so. Um, so basically, I was uh, so before doing this, I was working for like very very large companies, right? So my clients were people like Skype, uh, Pepsi, Procter Gamble, and Nike, like all these brands, right? So I was working for companies where we have huge email servers because you know, Procter Gamble, their job is not to send emails, right? So they need infrastructure. So I was a director there. And uh, I had a lot of these clients there were sending a lot of emails. And my job at the time, I had, well, I built the 
the best job in the world. Uh, where half half the time I basically I was going to conferences, you know, playing tennis with people, you know, having uh, cocktails in the swimming pool and all that kind of stuff. And then the, the the other half of the year, I was monitoring the emails going out. And if I had a problem, I just called my buddy I was playing tennis with. Before. You know, so I was doing something called deliverability. So, uh, you know, I was one of the first people who, I mean, at the time, I think there were maybe 10 people on the planet who were doing that, you know, full time. So anyway, uh, because I was, I was very good at it, because before working there, I was actually working for the enemy. I was stopping emails behind spam filters. So because I knew how the filter works, the marketers, they got me on the side and that helped a lot of people. So when I left the company, um, I, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I made friends with all of them and I said, look, I don't work in the company anymore, but dude, if I can help you with something, just let me know if it's, you know, if there's no trade secrets or something, I can do it. So I basically had maybe, um, 10 to 15 people I was still in contact with. So one day I realized that on the French market, at least there was, and there was a fantastic opportunity uh, because I was in the market. I could see what the market was. So there were people who, uh, who had small databases, but very qualified. Uh, so you have a lot of data points and you know exactly what they like and stuff. Or people had huge, massive databases, but they were crap. Okay. And I said, look, uh, I want a big, massive database, very well qualified without being a L'Oreal or something. They have business interest. I don't have business. Um, and so what I did was I, I contacted all these people that I helped in the past. And I, I said this, I said, look, I'm going to build a big database. So I didn't build it myself, I had a business partner. We're going to build a, a big database and we're going to connect that database to your email service so that when you send your emails out, then the stats are going to come back in our database. Okay. So we basically had, I don't know, maybe, uh, 40 million emails in there, and we have data points on what they like and stuff. And the purpose for us was that, uh, let's say you have a company and you started, you had an event two years ago, um, and you haven't used that database in two years. You forgot about it. You're like, hey, I have you know, a thousand people in there. I don't know if this still exists. So what you'll do is that you will give us, you will encrypt that database, give it to our company, and then we will match it with what we have. So if we find that same email address, we will tell you, okay, this person exists, and they like shoes, okay? So, and every time we did this, then I was sending money over to all the, the, the partners because it was their data, okay? Mm -hmm. So obviously the data inside the database wasn't mine, I couldn't touch it. So I had to find a way to get my own database. And so what we did was genius, well, it was genius. It was, it was pretty cool. It was at the time people didn't realize how, how valuable an email was. So what we used to do was when a, com a company went bust and they were bankrupt, yeah, there were options to sell whatever it is that they had. And everybody was, was fighting for the chairs and the tables and all that kind of stuff. And that was with my business partner. We just bought, we just bought the databases. So we were the legitimate owners of the databases and we had the tool to clean them. So we just bought, you know, I don't know, massive. I think we bought maybe 20 million uh, records. Then we cleaned them and we only got the, 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 the gold nuggets in there. And then that's, you know, that's how it works. So that's good. Sure. That so. makes sense. Yeah. No, that makes, that's a great idea. And you're right. It is an asset that people don't even think about. Yeah. I was curious because I'm thinking, man, with 10, to 10 million emails, you've got to have a lot of bounce rate if you're just sending out random stuff, but it does, it's not random. That's the, that's no, the trick. <laughs> it is really not random. So before sending an email, I already know what the person likes mm -hmm. because of the tool that we have.
oh my goodness, have you just become as mind blown as I was? This interview with Martin has been one of my all-time favorites because he really opened my eyes to how much I take my time for granted. Speaking of time, I enjoyed my chat with Martin so much that we went on for nearly an hour. So I'm breaking this episode up into two segments. And if you're still listening right now, you absolutely must catch part two because that is when he really opens up about his mindset. I'm telling you, friends, it's truly the best part in my opinion. And by the way, he mentioned the four-hour work week. This is a great book. If you have not read it and you want to live a passive income lifestyle, it is a must read. Make sure to hit that subscribe button to be alerted when the next week episode airs. Until then, keep reaching for the passive income lifestyle.